You know, a lot of controversy about this topic. And anytime this topic is discussed, it brings out a lot of feelings. A whole bunch of feelings. Good, bad, ugly, all of it. But you know what? I think it's time that somebody with a little bit of, of common sense clears the air about this. Because these are the questions that I hear so much of. So I think I'm going to attempt, okay? I'm not going to say I'm going to, but I'm going to attempt to answer all the questions for you. Okay, so let's get to the topic. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you what the topic is. It's the N-word. Okay, so let me go ahead and answer the questions. The questions that people ask is, is it okay for a white person to use the N-word? Is it okay for a white person who has black friends to use the N-word? If you're married to a black woman, or if you're a man, a woman married to a to a if you are a white woman married to a black man, is it okay to use the N word? Then the next question comes: If it's not okay for white people to use the N word, then why do black people use the N word? Okay, I can answer all those questions in a very simple form. Okay, there's really a simple answer to all of that. It's not really complicated. So let's get let me get right to it. Okay. Let's understand, before I even give you an answer, let's go to the, the origins of what the N-word is. The, the origin of the N-word, the N-word, as, as is written, actually comes from the Latin word, and it's actually a Latin word, Niger, N-I-G-E-R. So you already know what the N-word is, okay? The Latin word, Niger, is the word for the color black. It was never intended to be to describe a group of people. You have the countries of Niger and Nigeria and Africa. They come from the same exact root word. Exact root word. Okay. Now, with that thought, let me say this. And yes, you can say that slavery was a lot of the, the issue. Because at the point in the time, the African slaves that came to this country were not considered human beings. They were considered property. And as property, they could do whatever they wanted to do with that property. They could destroy that property, murder that property, whatever they wanted to do. Get rid of it, sell it, give it away. And a lot of the slaves were done that way. Many slaves were sold. Many slaves were given as gifts. Other slaves were murdered. And in the Constitution up to that point, slaves were considered three-fifths of a white person. In other words, it would take takes three it would take three slaves to equal one white that's how much that's how little that the united states thought of us at the time and sadly to say still does think about us and you know we were slaves and we were colored people and we were negroes and now we're we were blacks and now we were african americans our title and our identity changed over the years with the atmosphere of the country but the hatred of us did not change it didn't change even after lyndon baines johnson put parchment to pen the paper and signed the Voting Rights Act of 1965 and the Civil Rights Act of 1964, there are still many other people in this country that don't care about the black, black folks that are in this country. They don't want to deal with the fact that black people were used as slaves, that black people were raped, 
by slave masters, that white that white people abused black lives, that um, black that black children were used as gator bait. Yeah, it actually happened in, in, in the South, okay? And fed the gators for the entertainment of white people. Okay, all this happened in this country. And I think a lot of the problems that we have in this country, a lot of the things with the police brutality, a lot of the things with the divisiveness that our president has put in this country and has brought this grand division between its European citizens and its citizens of color, a lot of it would be solved if America acknowledged the fact that slavery took place, if it acknowledged that the horrors of slavery are still affecting generations upon generations upon generations of blacks today as we speak. But the problem is America wants to put on this image of this pure white Christian nation. But even the world knows that we're hypocrites. And that's the sad part. The sad part is everybody knows we're hypocrites. And what makes it worse is they know they're hypocrites, but they don't want to acknowledge it. So here's where the great divide is, ladies and gentlemen. We come back to the word, the N-word. But, I mean, I can answer that question. Look throughout history. History even proves it. You know, let's face the fact, okay? The thing is, they put in our minds as black people that we want to be anything but white. You know what I'm saying? So that's where all the divisions is. And this was, this was all programmed by the slave masters to keep us divided, to keep us fighting amongst ourselves. Because if they, you know, they didn't have to fear rebellions within the slave population if the slaves were fighting amongst themselves. So they divided them between the smart Negroes, the smart slaves, and the dumb slaves, the lighter-skinned slaves and the darker-skinned slaves, the stronger slaves and the weaker slaves. And the sad part is still going on today. You can look in our streets and see that. It's still going on. That's why our people are just so jacked up, not only physically, but they're jacked up mentally. They're jacked up financially. They're jacked up in all forms and matters of life. And I hate to tell y'all this. I don't care who they put in the White House. I don't care how many laws they pass. We got a problem, folks. And that problem's not going to be solved with a law. It's just not gonna happen. I don't. I mean, I'm serious. We didn't had from the time uh, the law, the uh, Civil Rights Act, and the Voting Rights Act were passed. We didn't had nine presidents. Okay, we didn't have five Republican presidents. We had four Democratic presidents. What has changed for the Black community since that time? Nothing. We're still we're we're still dealing with the same issues in 2020 that we were dealing with in 1964. Nothing has changed for us. There's still police brutality. We were dealing with that in the 60s. There's still poverty and oppression. We're still dealing with that. We're still dealing with broken families. We're still, de- that that became a new phenomenon in our, in our community. You know, black people are dying at faster rates than whites. That's been going on. You know, our communities are no better off now than they were then. That's still going on. So, you know, what's changed with nine with nine presidential administrations? 
The same problems we were dealing with in the 60s and the 50s are still we're still dealing with today, including using of the N-word. So let me just say this. Okay. I'm just gonna make it clear. Is it right for white people to use the N-word? The answer, the short answer is no. If you have a black friend, is it okay to use the N-word? No. If you married to a black person, is it okay to use the N-word? No. But let me put it, let me make it even better than that. Is it okay for us as blacks to call each other the N-word? No. Then why do we do it? Well, the black, here's what the black people, here's what the justification is that I hear a lot. And here's the justification. Well, we, when they use it, they use it with the E-R. When we use it, we use it with the A. It doesn't make a difference. You can put an E-R at the end. You can put an A at the end. You can put an I-N-G at the end of the word. It don't make a lick of difference. It's the same word that means the exact same thing. Putting the A on it and taking the E-R off don't make it a better word. It's the same meaning. It has the same derogatory classification. Okay. And I, here's my thought on that. I believe that the biggest problem is that white America has gotten comfortable with using the N-word to describe us. Is because we've gotten so comfortable with using the N-word to describe ourselves. You know what I'm saying? If we weren't so comfortable calling each other the N-word, they wouldn't have the boldness to use it. Simple and plain. If we learn to love and respect each other as human beings, then other groups would have no other alternative to do it. The staple singer said in a song back in the 70s, if you don't respect yourself, nobody else is going to give a good hoot about you. And it's true. It's true. Okay. And, the qu and they quick to jump on, okay, what about the black on black crime whenever a police officer kills a black person? They quit. And, you know, they use it because... They know it's the truth. You know, white people wouldn't be so comfortable killing black people if we as black people weren't comfortable with killing each other. And I know that's a very uncomfortable truth to hear, especially from another black person. But that's the problem with the black community in general. We don't like the truth. Okay? We hate the truth. You know? The way the black community is, oh, tell me a lie, a white lie, a blue lie, a green lie, a yellow lie, a black lie, a red lie, a polka dot lie, um, a tie-dye lie, any kind of lie. Don't tell me the truth. You know why they don't like, we don't like the truth? Because the truth requires change. Simple and plain. Truth require when the truth is presented to you, you have only two choices. You either have to change your ways and your attitudes or you either ignore the truth and keep doing what you're doing. That's it. There's only two all there's only two responses to change. That's those are the only two. You either change your ways or keep staying in your same mess. And the problem with us, the truth to the black community is like kryptonite to Superman. Oh, you know, if you know anything about Superman, Superman can uh is faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to play tile buns in a single bound, but crumble like a little kid when when kryptonite's presented to him. 
That's the way we are with truth. We don't like truth. Like, oh, no, don't tell me the truth, please. Anything, don't tell me the truth. But the only way this country is going to heal and the only way that the black community is going to heal is we got to deal with it. We got to deal with it. It's just like a cancer. You either deal with the cancer or the cancer is going to deal with you. If you ignore it, it's just going to keep spreading throughout the part all your body till it's un- you can't stop it. But if you catch it right then and you get rid of it then, then you have a 99% chance of survival. At stage one, here's the thing. Stage one cancer, no matter what the cancer is, has a 99% survival rate. At stage four, you're at a less than 50% survival rate. The problem with a black America is we have, we're nearly at the, at the fourth stage and we have become at where racism and classism and elitism have gotten so out of control in this country. And other groups of people have come in this country and have made better for themselves. Why can't we do it? I can answer that too. That's that, you know, and that's the same thing with the N word. We have gotten so used to being the second best. We have, be, we have, we have mastered the victim mentality. That's where the N-word comes in. Because when someone calls you the N-word, you're a victim. And the thing is, we're not victims, ladies and gentlemen. We're a lot of things in this country, but we're victim. victims are not one of them. We are survivors, ladies and gentlemen. We have survived slavery. We survived the boat ride. We survived Jim Crow. We survived Reconstruction. We survived separate versus equal. Beatings, lynchings, hangings, separate neighborhoods, separate schools. We survived all that. The gator bait and all that stuff. We we have gone from being sold on a slave ship, from slave ships to basically running sports, becoming powerful leaders in our country. We have more black leaders now than ever before then why are our communities doing any better? Why are our schools doing any better? You know what I'm saying? And I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it. You know what I'm saying? The world's not going to give a damn about the black community until the black community gives a damn about the black community. Simple and plain. And I know that's an inconvenient truth to hear, but it's the truth nonetheless. We got to start loving each other. We got to start caring about each other. We got to start helping each other. I don't care who you put in the White House. We got an election. We're in election year. Trump is either going to be Trump or Biden. Neither one is good. I'm sorry. I'm just going to put it out there. Neither one is a good alternative to the black community. Neither one is. One's an undercover racist and one is an open as an open racist. You know what I'm saying? Truthfully speaking, if I had to choose one or the other, I'd rather have the one at least I know he's a racist. Sad to say it, you know, if I had to choose one or the other, I mean, it's like being choose to choose getting whooped with a belt or getting whooped with a switch. They both gonna hurt like hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One is neither neither one is an alternative. You know, I'd rather them okay, take my TV away, take my toys away, whatever, you know. Getting whooped with a, a belt, getting whooped with a switch, a belt is not a, a better alternative to getting whooped with a switch or an extension cord or a racetrack, piece of a racetrack. It's going to hurt regardless. Okay. The N word is just like anything else, folks. 
Other people are not going to respect the black community until the black community starts respecting the black community. And like I said before, I know that's not something people want to hear from me, but it's the truth. And I think it's time we need to just erase the lies and start dealing with truth, folks, because that's the only way our community is going to heal. There are going to be racist people in the world. We might as well get used to it, okay? We're not going to stop racism by being pissed off and upset with folks. The way to combat racism is that we're going to have to just basically work. It's going to take work, folks. Other groups have done it. Other races have done it. Why can't we do it? We're just as powerful. We survived the worst stuff. You telling me that we can survive being set, being riding on a boat, chained hand to foot to other people, feces, urine, and all that other stuff, watching all about other people die on a slave ship. We survived that. Get to this country, be separated from our families, be work like a Hebrew slave, work like a dog, seven days a week. Survive that. Go to a country that don't give, that never gave a damn about us in the first place. And wanted everything to destroy us every chance they get. We survived that. You know, separate versus equal. We survived that. Beatings, lynchings, hangings, police brutality. We survived that. You know, we survived the ghetto. We survived that. To become prominent people all across the board. In music, in entertainment, in politics, in education, in science, in religion, in in sports. Okay, we've gone from being a nobody to being prominent. There's not no area in this world that where black people aren't in it and for the most part dominate. You're telling me we can't survive some we can't survive racism? I know we're smarter than that, folks. I can't speak for what the white people do and what the white people say, but I'm gonna speak for us and what we need to do as a people. And the biggest thing that we need to do is a people, we got to come together. Unity. That's what other groups have done. And that's how other groups have prospered. We're the only group that ain't figured it out yet. The only way we're going to get over the hump of slavery and, and, and segregation is not through reparations. We got to come together, folks. Those who know the truth, we need to tell others about it. You know? Let's quit being so naive. Let's just let's deal with the facts as they are. Let's deal with the truth as it is. Okay? It's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. Yes, it is. It's a tough pill to swallow. Yes, it is. It is all this. But the only way healing is going to take place in this country among the African American population is we're going to have to face the truth. And the truth is, number 1, we don't love one another. That's the first problem. We don't love each other. Here's the second problem. We don't trust each other. Number three, we don't help each other. Now, again, all that comes from slavery. But it would be one thing if you didn't know the game and you were walking around dumb. It's another thing when you know what the game is and you still walk around dumb. Let's quit being naive, folks. Let's understand what the truth of the matter is. You know, Donald Trump being in president, being in office was not an accident. It was designed. It was designed. So what do we do as a people? We want the respect of every other American. Here's how we're going to do it. It's not going to happen by us infighting amongst one another. 
it's not going to happen by protesting and marching and all this other stuff. It's going to happen when number one, three things got to happen. Four things. Number one, it's going to require the black community to work together as a unit. We've got to fight. We got to work together. We got to put our egos aside. We got to put our agendas aside. We've got to just put it to the side, put it on the shelf, put your ego and your pride and your, uh, your whatever on the shelf. We got a community to say, number two, we got to start working together, you know, as a family, we got to put that family together. That means men, we got to start being responsible. We got to be responsible men. You know, you bring babies in this world, be a man and take care of them babies. Don't quit leaving your kids to your mama or to your baby mama or to your grandmama or anybody else in the, or for the government or anybody else to take care of it. If you man enough to sleep with that woman, you need to be man enough to raise those kids. Okay? That's a whole other topic I could spend hours on talking about and I do intend on doing so. Because it's time for us men to start being men. Ladies, it's time to quit just being in the street. If you got kids out there, it's time to start being a woman and raise those kids. Okay. And quit choosing men simply because they got a car and got golds in their mouth and got J's on their feet. Get a man that's going to be responsible. Quit just picking any kind of man. You know what I'm saying? We got to, we got our children. Our children are being targeted folks. We got to save our community. We got to save our gen- these generations guys. You know, I've already said about the church, watch the last video, listen to the last post and you'll find out about that. So I'm not going to talk about that, but I think it's time that the church start doing what the church is supposed to do. We need to start taking care of our, our, our people. We need to start taking care of our widows and our old folks. We need to start watching out for our children and things like that. You know, be smart when you go and vote. Don't just pick anybody simply because they got a black face. We got black faces all up in the, in the, in the, in politics. What are they done for us? think about it and we got to learn to love one another respect one another we cannot expect other groups of people to respect us and love us and treat us with respect when we don't respect each other when we talk down on each other when we don't help each other they it gives them fuel to do the same thing to us so when we start loving each other and respecting each other and caring for each other that fuel is negated guys and we got to negate the fuel. We got, we got to, we got to, we got to. It is a must. We can't stop other people from using the N-word. Okay, it's been around forever. But here's the point. They're going to be a lot less likely to disrespect us when we, as a people, learn to respect each other. And that's the whole thing. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. That's what it's all about, baby. When we learn to respect each other, when we learn how to come together as a people, when we put ego and pride and agendas aside, we can be a a strong community. We have the potential to be a strong community. Everybody else has done it. We're We're not victims, so we need to stop acting like we're victims. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of bad things happen to us. Yes, horrible things were done to us. Yes, horrible things were done to our community. But we, as long as we keep riding on that, we're never going to prosper. It's up to us, folks. We can make 2020 the year that we wake up as a community and start doing what's right. And I just pray that in the name of Jesus, we start doing that. 
there's going to be more to come. Just follow me at whoisrugrat.net. Now, I got some more to talk about. The, the, just, you know, you're going to hear from me. I promise. Lord, give me this platform. I'm going to keep using it to wake my people up to the truth. And it's time to swallow the pill because that's the only way. You got to take the shot, folks. You got to swallow the pill because that's the only way we're going to get better. It's the only way. We can't keep doing. We can't do this for another hundred years because we'll be we'll we'll be irrelevant by then. Nobody will care. Somebody got to wake it up, and if I have to be the one to do it, then so be it. I'll be Moses. I'll be Aaron. That's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Because Moses and Aaron led their people to freedom, and hopefully I'll do the same thing. But anyway, y'all have a good week. You know, there's more to come. I promise. I'm out. Stay in peace. Stay in love. Stay in the Lord. I'm out.